This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers fast delivery, more visibility, simple returns, and weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. population on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. With FedEx, you get picture-proof of delivery, ensuring you always know where your package is. Returns are simple with packageless and paperless returns. Plus, FedEx Ground is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx. Tonight... Suni Lee steps up. Meet the U.S. gymnastics star who just won gold. He left my baby girl playing Nicole Maddox. Plus the wildest stories from the Olympics. From Lady Gaga's doppelganger to why the medals are actually made from cell phones. Then, have you ever seen Ben Affleck happier? We've got the new shots from his getaway with J-Lo. And, oh my God, Chriselle Staus reveals her mystery man as Blake Shelton shares I do details to Gwen. It was incredible. Plus, welcome to America. New music from Prince, only we're inside his massive vault as the first songs since his death are revealed. This would be the guitar room. E.T. starts right now. Hello and welcome everyone to the London West Hollywood. I am so excited today because Dr. Sandra Lee is our guest co-host today. I'm addicted to Dr. Pimple Popper, I have to admit that. And people come from all over the world to see you. Yes, I mean, we get somebody from uh, India. I'm like the Pied Piper of pimples, I feel like. We're gonna talk about season three of Dr. Pimple Popper, but first, the world has come together for the Olympics, and of course, Simone Biles making big news. Her withdrawal created a golden opportunity for a new Olympic hero, Suni Lee. I mean, Suni Lee, 18-year-old, first-time Olympian. The Minnesota native took home the gold medal in the all-around competition. Simone cheered her on, and she wasn't the only one. That's Suni's dad, John, in the black team, Suni T, getting swallowed by a massive crowd at a family watch party as his daughter makes history, a moment both nearly missed. My dad got into a really bad accident. Despite the spinal cord injury, John wouldn't let his daughter drop out. The triumphant dad called into the Today Show with this message for Simone Biles. She truly is the goal because she left my baby girl bring me a gold medal. 
Simone posted about all the support she's getting, saying it's, quote, made me realize I'm more than my accomplishments and gymnastics. Caleb Dressel from the United States. And check out this emotional winning moment. Swimmer Caleb Dressel breaking an Olympic record and bringing home gold. It's a really tough year. The 24-year-old Florida native broke down today as his wife and parents congratulated him. I love you so much. Someone else getting Olympic attention? Lady Gaga. Well, sort of. A Taekwondo competitor from Jordan blew up Twitter as fans compared the Olympian to Mother Monster. One posted, Lady Gaga said, blank Grammys and Oscars, I want a gold Olympic medal now. The real Gaga blew a kiss to fans nearly 7,000 miles away in New York, leaving a recording studio in a black hooded bodysuit and sky-high stiletto platforms. The singer also showed off this poster for her House of Gucci movie. But back to the Olympics. Ratings are down, but it's breaking records on streaming. One billion minutes have been viewed across NBC's platforms, and ET has more numbers. Want to know how much a gold medal's reportedly worth? Free Singapore comes in. If you're from Singapore, a million. That's how much the country pays their gold medalists. The USA, $37,500. And did you know this? The Olympic medals in Tokyo are made from 78,985 tons of recycled electronic devices, including cell phones. I'm sure there's some video games mixed in there, too. Kev, with yeah. the facts. <laughs> Don't bite the medals, people. Good okay. call. That's the that advice of a call. doctor, everybody. <laughs> Lauren Zima joins the party with a couple enjoying a gold medal romance. Yes, Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez, they are putting on what we will call an Olympic performance in Italy. And it goes like this. J-Lo sitting on Ben's lap, Ben sweetly kissing her neck. Eyewitnesses tell E.T. that Benifer had not one, but two makeout sessions at 20 minutes each while out to dinner. Lots of PDA? Yeah, that's no problem for these two. But could an engagement be coming soon? A source says they have insane chemistry, both really feel like this is it. And it's been nearly four weeks since Blake and Gwen Stefani Shelton said I do. One detail about the vows that he just revealed. Right up until the night before, she was working on hers and, and, it, and it was incredible. She had a hard time getting through them. I had a hard time trying to get through what she said also. Blake, who was on SiriusXM's Stormy Warren show today, also admits they got called out by some friends. I've had awkward conversations. Yeah, I read about that. <laughs> When, how was that? You know, it's like, listen, you know, we kept it small. Get yeah. over it, you know. That's cool. not about you. But you want to know the new couple we're all about? Chriselle Stow's dating her Selling Sunset co-star and boss, Jason Oppenheim. The couple just went Instagram official, but is it the real deal or a showmance? Netflix has announced a season four and five. Now, Jason told ET, Chriselle and I became close friends and it has developed into an amazing relationship. But just two months ago, Chriselle said she was writing men off. Will we see you dating this season? I am really focused on my career because obviously I have not figured that part out of my <laughs> life, but I've really figured out the other part. So I'm just keeping an open mind. I'm, you know, I'm not blocking anything okay. out, but uh, okay. we'll see. I have no idea. And finally, Orlando Bloom pokes fun at his neighbor, Prince Harry, in HBO Max's new animated series, The Prince. You never had a dream when you were a child to be something everyone else said was impossible. <sighs> I wanted to be a princess. Orlando voices Harry, while Felicia Rashad's daughter, Condola, is Megan. All 12 episodes drop today. One storyline, Megxit, of course. This might be the smallest palace I've ever been in. Well, it's an apartment.
We go from that Prince to the purple one. Do you have a favorite Prince song? There's so many songs that I love from Prince. I mean, yeah. Purple Rain, Raspberry Beret, so many. You know, the icon left behind a massive music library of unreleased recordings at the time of his death back in 2016. Well, here's everything we know about Prince's posthumous album, Welcome to America. Everything takes forever. And truth is a new minority. From social justice to high-tech hookups. Hook up later at the iPad. Prince's 2010 never released 12-track album is funky. Born to die, born to die. Political, and you could say arriving at the right time. He's always been ahead of the curve. This is the man that wrote 1999 in 1982. Prince recorded the title track with two of his longtime friends and background vocalist Shelby J and Liv Warfield. I think we're all excited. It's on. Welcome to America. In this ET exclusive, the ladies told us Prince worked fast and there was definitely no auto-tune. We recorded on one mic. He would sing it to us and show out a little bit vocally on us. Yeah. <laughs> Go to school to become a celebrity. But don't be late. Yeah, and with all of us singing around one mic, just like they did back in the Motown days, everything, the notes had to be right. Everybody had to be at the top of their game. Everybody and their mama got a sex tape. We also have to know that while we're dancing, you need to be listening to the lyrics as well. Because he can make you feel good. He's so good at sliding that medicine in with the sugar, you don't even know you're getting it. Prince's new album, which drops tomorrow, was recorded here at Paisley Park Studio outside of Minneapolis. I visited the complex, which is packed with Prince memorabilia. This would be the guitar room where he'd come and lay down guitar tracks. There is a divine connection with him that I feel like we're still even peeling back the layers to find out. And Welcome to America may just be the beginning. Look at this. It's Prince's massive vault of unreleased music at Paisley Park. He kept everything, so there could be who knows how many songs are in there. I'm excited to, to see what, you know, what comes out next. There's yeah. so much music, man. It's going to be just the gift that keeps on giving. But we miss Prince so much, and I just think about what he could have done to help heal this country over the last year with his music. Yes, agreed. Yeah. All right, you have two teenage boys. What do they think about what mom does? I don't think they think too much about it. They're they're really consumed in their own life, and I try to keep it out of their lives. I get that. Well, actress Christina Milian just welcomed her third baby and is reflecting on her very busy life to our Matt Cohen. A mom of three, I'm like, holy cow. I went from like being like in my 20s saying, uh, I'm good, I don't really want to have kids. So like, I'm a full, like, I had a whole household full of kids now. Christina Milian is balancing being a working mom after giving birth to her baby boy, Kenna, three months ago. And he's the sweetest. He's just a really happy baby. He's so chubby, and I love it. I love it. Here's a little secret. Kenna kind of makes an appearance in his mom's new movie, Resort to Love, streaming on Netflix today. Christina filmed while she was pregnant. I think the challenging part was I didn't tell anybody on the set. <laughs> 
What? And I can't believe you're getting married. Beverly finds out we're used to being gay, it's gonna cause so many problems. Ah! Christina stars alongside Cinqua Walls and Jay Farrow in the romantic comedy set in paradise on the island of Mauritius. She plays an aspiring pop star who has a career meltdown and then ends up having to sing at her ex-fiance's wedding. We gotta pick a wedding song. How about Irreplaceable by Beyonce? Ah, uh, girl, that's a breakup song. <laughs> what can fans expect from this thing? The perfect vacation with the perfect amount of drama and uncomfortability. A lot of shirtless scenes coming. <laughs> um, a lot of heartfelt moments and, and really just a getaway on screen. You can also expect to hear a lot of music because Alicia Keys is a producer and Christina actually gets to sing Alicia's song No One a couple of times in the movie. Well, from a rom-com to an iconic fairy tale, I do. Charles and Diana, the biggest royal wedding of all time. Her brother reveals new details about that day 40 years later. She did become the fairy tale princess. And Remember these guys? Oh, you'll be rolling when you see what Limp Biscuit frontman Fred Durst looks like today. Plus, I kind of prepared something a little Did special. you? Dr. Pimple Popper isn't just changing lives, she's also revealing some secret talents. Hey everyone, it's Kevin Frazier. We hope you're enjoying the ET podcast. Be sure to watch Entertainment Tonight every weeknight for all the latest entertainment news. Check your local listings for where ET airs in your market or go to etonline.com. This is one of the most amazing transformations I've seen. Certainly, I'm so proud to be part of it. That is the miraculous work that Dr. Sandra Lee does. This new season of Dr. Pimple Popper is like something you've never seen before. That was just Roger who went through an amazing transformation. It was incredible what you did with him. Yes, he, he's an amazing person too, and to see that change, you know, I just feel so lucky to be part of this show. And isn't it so interesting that it's really kind of something gross and shocking, but it is so much more than that. It actually makes people happy. I can do anything. <laughs> I'm not, no longer be a hermit. Has there ever been anything that has tripped you out or scared you a little bit? I would say that I don't get too grossed out by the um, the stuff that comes from cysts or lipomas, but what's really funny is it has messed me up when I'm cooking food. I can't touch chicken with my bare hands. I can't touch raw <laughs> No? Because it looks too much like the stuff that I take out of people. I can cook it, but I have to wear gloves. What about um, celebrities? What celebrities' skin or complexion impress you the most? You know who has beautiful skin is Winnie Harlow. She's not shy to show that she has vitiligo, and I think she's a really good role model for others to know that you can look beautiful in any kind of skin that you're in. Now, here's the interesting thing. Dermatology isn't your only skill. You also play the ukulele. I kind of prepared something for you. Play Just something special for, for you guys. Us. Play here. us to commercial, will you? Okay. That is amazing. Up next, a beloved movie that gave us one of the best lines of all time. Seriously? It's like your Photoshop. The crazy, stupid, behind-the-scenes story we love about Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone's rom-com as the movie marks a milestone. She didn't trust my chicken muscles at all. Plus, Diana told me initially that it was the worst day of her life. 750 million watch, but none of them knew what we know now about Princess Diana's wedding to Prince Charles. And no one's asked me that.
shot. Everybody knew that I was trying to make muscles. I was just like eating chicken all the time and everyone was like waiting to see what I'd made. That's Ryan Gosling in 2011 telling us how he got that eight pack for Crazy Stupid Love. And in honor of the classic rom-com's 10th anniversary today, we are sharing the secret behind this iconic scene. Thank God I'm drunk. Here we go. It was meant to be Emma and I, and then Emma just didn't trust me not to drop her, so she asked for a stunt, a stunt lady to come in. She didn't trust my chicken muscles at all. It wasn't me up in the air, but it was me running toward him and being lowered down. So there's that. Uh, so don't try that at home, or do, I don't know. You do it at home all you the time with your guy. <laughs> Don't lie. Um, well, a different kind of love was celebrated 40 years ago today. Yes. Yes, the wedding of Prince Charles and Princess Diana. Mm. Oh, and four decades later, the fascination is far from over. E.T. actually spoke to Diana's famous dress designer, as well as her younger brother, about that historic day. The first moment of the day I remember was going to see Diana as she was getting ready in her wedding dress and her makeup. And before that, I was just her kid brother, really. And uh, before that, she was just my big sister. But then when I walked in that day, I thought, my goodness, they, they've transformed her into, uh, I had to say, a very beautiful woman. 750 million people around the world watched live as Lady Diana Spencer became the Princess of Wales. Diana Francis. Wilt thou have this man to thy wedded husband? The bride had just turned 20 years old. Her younger brother, Charles Spencer, was just 17. She seemed so poised and elegant. That wasn't really the Diana I'd grown up with. She was much more exuberant and alive than that. But it's, I think it showed that she, on some level, accepted what was expected of her. And she did become that day a sort of fairy tale princess. It took Diana three and a half minutes to walk down the aisle. She was escorted by her 57-year-old father, John. My father had quite a bad stroke a few years before, and we were worried that he wouldn't actually make it up the aisle, but he managed to take his daughter up the aisle, so we were all very proud of that. She may have seemed poised, but Diana made a famous flub, saying her new husband's name out of order. Take the Charles Philip Arthur George. But was the spectacle all for show? Diana told me initially that it was the worst day of her life because she just felt like she was, a, as she said, a sacrificial lamb. At the same time, uh, she, when she entered St Paul's Cathedral with all the cheering and applause, she saw Prince Charles and, and love brimmed over in her heart. So it was a very emotionally confusing day. She saw Camilla Parker Bowles in the congregation and she said to herself, well, I hope that's all over with. Another royal in attendance, Diana's future sister-in-law, Sarah Ferguson. What do you remember about that day? Oh, that's so sweet, Kevin. No one's asked me that. Diana gave me the material to wear in turquoise and it was beautiful. She loved me wearing turquoise. She was my best friend since she was 14 and I was 16 and it was the greatest, greatest, I couldn't have a better seat. 
Diana's silk wedding gown almost earned more headlines than the ceremony itself. There were 10,000 pearls sewn into the dress, 300 feet of tulle in the petticoat, and another 450 feet of tulle in the veil. The train was 25 feet long. Designed by David and Elizabeth Emmanuel, the gown was wrinkled from being stuffed into the tiny carriage, and its color was controversial at the time. We decided to go ivory, and, and that in itself we knew would be unexpected because people were thinking that we would do a white dress. We were really guarding this secret with our lives. We didn't want anybody to see it. She loved the dress. She really did. The moment Diana put on her dress for the wedding was recreated in the crown. In real life, Diana had many fittings. The problem was that uh, Diana lost a lot of weight during the process. So we cut out in the fabric, had to keep taking it in. And so she, she tried it on many, many times. The dress is now estimated to be worth millions. It has been loaned by Prince William and Prince Harry and is now on display to the public at Kensington Palace. After appearing on the Buckingham Palace balcony, the newlyweds posed for their official wedding photographs, including this iconic shot, which Diana's brother remembers being taken. I think there are 50 or 60 people in the photograph, <laughs> and not many of them are used to taking orders. So the poor okay. photographer in the end just had to blow a whistle and startle everyone, and that's when he got the sort of magical shot. <laughs> And so much has happened since that day. Speaking of change, remember Limp Biscuit? Well, their frontman Fred Durst, oh boy. You're never gonna believe what he looks like now. Hey everyone, it's Kevin Frazier. We hope you're enjoying the ET podcast. Be sure to watch Entertainment Tonight every weeknight for all the latest entertainment news. Check your local listings for where ET airs in your market or go to etonline.com. You better believe Limp Bizkit was on a roll in the 90s, selling 40 million records worldwide with lead singer Fred Durst rocking that famous baseball cap and the goatee. Well, we saw him up close and personal at the Billboard Music Awards. It's just a cool thing that music even gets a spotlight. But boy, look at Fred now at 50. He is mm. almost unrecognizable with longer gray hair. He's got a comb over and is that a horseshoe mustache? <laughs> but Fred's still rocking and Limp Bizkit is kicking off a new tour. You're a Lip Biscuit fan, huh? I like biscuits with gravy. <laughs> Sandra, good luck with the new season of Dr. Pimple Popper. We love having you here. Good night, everybody. There's a pimple <laughs> right on her hand. Oh, get right. it, get it, get it. If you like entertainment tonight, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings, wherever you get your podcasts.